you can handle anything. Episode number 269. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? And by that, I mean actually being able to deal with difficult situations and relationships without losing it or blaming others or yourself. This is Shira Gura, and I believe that choosing to get unstuck from the emotional situations that control you is the most empowering way to live. Unfortunately, while getting stuck is a natural human tendency that happens to all of us, most people don't know how to get unstuck, and that's because they never learned how or they weren't given the proper tools to do so. The truth is, being emotionally equipped is something you actually need to learn if you want to free yourself from the emotions that keep you stuck in place so that you can move forward towards creating the life you actually want to live. And that's what this podcast is all about. Thank you so much for tuning in. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to be focusing my episodes that relate to the topic of how you can feel better in any moment. And these episodes are going to lead up to my next online workshop, which is going to take place on Sunday, July 17th at one o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. These workshops are really a fantastic opportunity for us to get a chance to meet. And it's also a great opportunity for you to meet other like-minded people around the world who are practicing to get unstuck in their lives so that they can live deliberately. So if you are on my newsletter, you will receive details about the upcoming workshop soon. And if you're not on my newsletter, you can sign up for my newsletter on my website, shiragura.com, or you can DM me on Instagram for details about the workshop. Okay, so today's episode is going to focus on past and future thinking. So I want to start off by asking you a really important question. If you had to choose one answer, and the choices are past, present, or future, where would you say that you spend the most time? Would you say you spend the most time in the past, in the present, or in the future? Think about it for a second. Now, I don't know how you answered, but I would say that most of us live most of the time in the past. We may not realize it, but I do think that's where most of us spend most of our time. And by the past, it could be thinking about something that you did wrong, or something that someone else did wrong, or thinking about what you could have done better, or why you weren't good enough, or why you weren't perfect enough in some situation, or why someone didn't treat you the way that you wanted to be treated, or why someone said what they said, or trying to figure out why a person acted the way they did, and I could go on and on. So when I talk about the past, it could be literally like a second ago, or you could be living in the past from like years and years and years ago. Another way that we live in the past is that we look at what we've created in our lives And by that, I'm referring to relationships or what we've created in terms of goals or habits that we may be working on. And we, and when I say we, I mean most people, right? We focus more on what we haven't been able to do or we haven't been able to achieve in the past than thinking really about like what's possible in the future. In other words, 
what we do, and we don't do this on purpose, this is unconscious, but the mind kind of looks for evidence and proof, right, of like what's already happened in the past to really determine what's possible for us. And if we can't find that proof, we don't usually believe anything else is possible. And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. If you're working to improve a marriage, or if you are looking to lose weight, or if you are looking to have more friends in your life, your mind is more likely going to go into the past to find evidence for what you have not been able to do than it is going to be like, yeah, let's uh, look into the future and kind of dream up what's possible. Let's go that direction, right? Your mind is going to more likely get stuck in the past and stay stuck in a place of like impossibility. Of course, your mind spends a lot of time in the future as well. And by that, I mean future surfing, like worrying about something that you have no control over or doubting yourself of what may be possible or living in fear, right? Fear of failure or fear of success. And I can go on and on about how we live in the future, but we definitely live in the future a lot. We live in a place of like, well, what if that happens? Or what if that happens, right? And of course, we get stuck in the future a lot as well, because while thinking about the future is a great strategy for evolving yourself forward so that you have an idea or a blueprint as to where you're headed, being stuck in worry or concern or doubt or fear are really just useless emotions to get stuck on. They just won't move you forward. Instead, they will keep you stuck in those thoughts. And then, of course, there is the present moment, which we hardly ever live in unless we're being very intentional and very conscious and we are practicing to, you know, really live in the moment. Now, remember, getting stuck is inevitable, but staying stuck is a choice. And when you choose to get unstuck or you choose to get clear for the future, you actually do that in the moment, in the present moment. In other words, you can get stuck on something that already happened, or you can get stuck on something that hasn't happened yet. But when you do the work of getting unstuck, you're doing that in the moment. But the moment doesn't last long. And within a very short amount of time, whether you realize it or not, your mind travels back to the past or it travels into the future. Now, there's no inherent problem with this unless you are unaware of it. Because it's when you're unaware that you have no choice. And so what this really comes down to is consciousness. It's self-awareness. It's noticing, right, where my mind is at any given time and really asking ourselves, am I stuck? Now, I don't know if any of this made sense to you. And if it didn't, what I want to encourage you to do at some point today is to take a pause. I encourage you to put a timer on It could be one minute, it could be 10 minutes, and just take a seat somewhere in your house or in nature and just sit quietly and notice. Notice what happens when you get quiet, when you're not on your phone, when you're not talking to someone, when you're not working, you're just doing nothing. Notice what happens. And if you really pay attention, I think what you'll notice is that you'll start to notice your thoughts. And if you really pay attention, you'll notice where those thoughts exist. 
And then you'll be able to really see for yourself if you are living more in the past or you're living more in the future during that time. It's actually a great exercise and it's something I do every single morning. And I do this both as a meditation, as a way to kind of rest my mind, but also, and perhaps more importantly, I do this to really wake up, to notice what is on my mind, because it's when I don't take a stop that I don't notice what's on my mind, because I'm too busy to notice. But when I do stop, it's almost impossible not to notice. So I'd like to share with you an example from my life that just happened to me this week about living in the past and living in the future and how neither of those are very effective. So one of my children flew to the States this week. He's under 18 and it was the first time that he ever flew alone. He flew to visit my family and I'm going to be meeting up with him later in the summer. Now, taking an international flight isn't easy right? And I'm talking about a 12-hour flight. Doing that as an adult is hard enough, but doing it as a kid is even harder. And even though my son had a flight attendant escort, still, you know, he's alone. He doesn't have anyone to talk to and, you know, anything can happen. It could be scary. So I did my best to prepare him. I gave him a pouch for his passports And I showed him exactly how to wear the pouch so it wouldn't fall off. And I told him not to take off that pouch once he leaves our house to go to the airport and until he arrives to my parents' home. I told him, right, like even if you have to pee or even if you take a nap on the plane, that pouch stays with you all the time. And I explained to him the importance of having your passport. And if you lose a passport, you won't be able to get into and you won't be able to leave the country that you are either going to or leaving. And anyway, I also spoke to him about a lot of other things, like going to this new overnight camp for the first time for eight weeks, where he knows no one, not a single soul. And I spoke to him about being himself and how he's going to be fine, right? All of that stuff. Basically, I did my best to prepare him mentally and physically. And still, it was easy to get stuck on worry, So my husband took him to the airport and I found myself worrying about everything, right? How was he going to do on the plane? And what would happen if he couldn't find his luggage? And what happens if he doesn't like the camp or he doesn't connect with the kids or he gets homesick, right? All of that stuff kept coming up. And I noticed myself stuck on worry and I realized that wasn't going to get me anywhere. Whatever happens, happens. It's going to be out of my control. So yes, I could maybe help him in those situations when those situations come up. Although truth of the matter is most of them I won't be able to because I'm not even going to be there. So worrying isn't going to help me. And if anything, it's going to make me not feel good. Okay, so my son had a safe flight, thank God. And he arrives to my parents' house. And when he gets there, we do this video chat thing. And I asked him, how was your flight? And he says, fine. And then he says, but I was really cold. Now, I know what he means by being cold on an airplane because I've taken a lot of flights in my life. I know that they jack up the air conditioning so high, which is why I always pack a sweatshirt and sweatpants and socks on my carry-on, which is exactly what I did with him when we were packing him up. And that's why I was so confused, right? I didn't get it because I knew he had the stuff. So I asked him, What about the sweatshirt and the sweatpants that we put in your carry-on? 
And he said something like, oh, well, I put it in the overhead before we took off, but then it was just too hard to get it during the flight. And my heart just sank because I was like, oh my God, he was just too shy to ask for help. He didn't want to bother the people that were sitting next to him. And instead of taking care of himself, he froze. Of course, I didn't say any of that, but I was thinking that. And then he continued, but I did have a blanket on me the whole time which is what they give you on the airplane. What a sweet kid. So we got off this video chat and guess what? I got stuck. And you want to take a guess? Do you think I was stuck on the past or stuck in the future? Well, you may have guessed it. I was stuck in the past. Now, I wasn't stuck on, you know, that I didn't remember to pack him a sweatshirt or a sweatpants and put that in his suitcase because I did do that. But instead, I was noticing that I got stuck on guilt, on not being a good enough mom who raised a kid who could be able to stand up for himself and ask for help because he was cold and stuck on that I didn't spend enough time child and and yada, 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 right? All of those thoughts that were in the past. But I caught myself because I knew staying stuck in all of those thoughts and emotions was not going to help me. And so I took myself through the unstuck method. And when I got to the consider step, I considered a lot of things. But one of the things that I considered was that my son is on his life journey and I am on my life journey. And I considered that he's going to learn a lot of things in his life on his own and that situations like these may actually grow him, and that there wasn't actually anything wrong with what happened. And I was just taking it personally and making it about me when it really wasn't. And when I did that process of getting unstuck, again, I did it in the moment, right? In the present moment. And it felt great to get unstuck from it and know that I wouldn't have to be held back because of it. And I wouldn't be obsessing over all of those thoughts because of it. And by the way, I didn't go through the entire step-by-step getting unstuck process here, but if you want to see me going through it, I want to invite you over to YouTube where I'm going to break down this story step-by-step and I would love for you to check it out. So I'll put a link to the YouTube channel in the show notes, but know that you can always find it by just searching my name, Shira Gura, on YouTube and you can watch the other videos that I'm putting up weekly as well. So I want to invite you to try this today. So I want to invite you to notice where your mind is at some time today. You can do this at any time while you're on a walk, while you're doing the dishes, and even while you're talking to someone. Just take a second and notice where your mind is. Is it in the past or is it in the future? If you do this exercise, I think you will find it fascinating. And even more than that, I hope that you can really appreciate this exercise because the more you do it, the more you're going to be on the path for getting unstuck. Okay, my dear friends, as a reminder, I will be offering my next live online workshop on July 17th, which is a Sunday at one o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. Please mark your calendars now and contact me for details to enroll in the workshop. If you are not already on my newsletter, you should definitely receive an email about it soon. But if you don't, feel free to contact me. I don't want you to miss it. It's going to be a great workshop. 
where we're going to learn more about and practice how each of us can learn how to feel better in any moment. And I would love to see you there. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. If you enjoyed this episode, you will love my group coaching program, Emotionally Equipped for Life. The truth is, this is not just a program. It's a community. A community of people who are living deliberately as they create new habits, reach for their goals, and get stuff done. Because they know they can handle anything. For more details, visit my website, shiragura.com forward slash enroll. I would love to invite you into my circle.